With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. It's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. It's VEASAN. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Of course, Michael Lombardi hanging out with Bill Berman in his new office over there, dressed by Millie today, as you can see. Did you? I'm sure you <laughs> saw it, uh, the college football playoff. So this is not going to happen this yeah. season. It's not going to happen next season, but it very well could happen 2023. And that is they're looking to expand from 4 to 12. What were your initial thoughts when you saw that? I think it's the right number, 12, and we'll probably debate 12 might be too much, but I think it is the right number, and I think it's a smart play. I think it's a, a way for you know, them to really have a fair and balanced uh, uh, understanding of who is the best team. And you know, in football, it, it, different than basketball, you know, it, usually when you play a game, in football, the best team typically will win. There's sometimes where it's like a little bit like the NC tournament that, that you know, you get in, pull an upset, but it's because it's four quarters, those upsets are hard to find. And I think this will be a really good, challenging way to separate and say, okay, Boise State, you're undefeated. You belong in here. Let's see if you can match the level of competition. I totally agree. The proposal call, call for the bracket to include the six highest ranked conference champions. And then the six highest ranked teams determined by the college football playoff committee and selection committee. I know people say, well, it's going to water it down. Uh, stop. It's going to make it so exciting. And, the, you know, for the group of five, all of a sudden they've got a seat at the table here. 
Yeah, you know, look, uh, here's the way I look at people that complain. If you, if you like a video on YouTube, right, say you like Springsteen singing Land of Hope and Dreams, sure. which I do, of okay, course, I admit. I go, to, I go to YouTube and look at Springsteen singing Land of Hope and Dreams, and there's 4,000 people that put a thumbs down. Like, you can never make everybody happy. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, why try? <laughs> like, everybody's going to throw something in. You could have the greatest video of all time on YouTube, and you'll get eight thumbs down. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a personal preference. So anytime, that's why they've met it. The great line is, you know, they've never dedicated a monument to a committee. The more people you have in the decision-making process, the less effective the decision is going to become. And, and I think that ultimately 12 is probably a little too much, but I'd rather err on the side of too much than too little. That is such you know, a thing. Yeah, it, please. You want to get those teams in that, you know, that are not that are not always playing at the best level. I think what happens is is like what happened to Gonzaga. You know, I said this all through the tournament. I don't care what you tell me. Unless Gonzaga changes the the conference that they play in, I don't think they'll win a national championship. I just don't because yeah, well they play a tough early season schedule. Nobody's team's ready in, in, in October. Nobody's team's ready in, in November. Sure, play Kansas in November. Sure, play Kentucky in November. Sure, play Michigan State. But they're different when you get time to play them late in the season. And it's the same thing. You know, these teams that don't play the highest level of competition, let them get in it. Let's see if they can, let's see if they can last. You know, that's such a great analogy. I've never heard that before, but you could have on YouTube, you could have a gold, you could have like a, a Labrador retriever feeding a baby ice cream and people would say thumbs down. Like the two We're most pure things ever, dogs saving and the babies. Baby from danger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and saving the baby from danger. Oh, thumbs down. The, you know, the dogs, that dog's hair was wet. He sheds. You know, I'm okay. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. <laughs> with, by the way, with the algorithms and the way that YouTube is essentially like Facebook, they're stalking us. I would imagine every time you log on to YouTube, it's just Bruce, Bruce, Bruce that pops up in your feed. No, uh, a lot of Bruce, a lot of Sopranos, a lot of what else do they give me a lot of? A lot of books. A lot of uh, writers. Uh, so I get those three. That's usually what I get. Surprisingly, I don't get Britney Spears or something like that. That's shocking. I know that would shock you, Patrick, but I don't. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't. Well, it shocks me a little bit, but um, I'm glad you straightened that out. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> no, but I like, the, <laughs> I, like the way, I like the way you put it. Like You could do everything perfectly, and people would just be like, nope. They'll find their own slant and they'll thumbs it. They'll, they'll they'll put the thumbs down. Okay, we've got plenty to do. We're gonna come up here. By the way, just so, just to make Michael excited, seventy percent of the tickets over at Bet MGM are being written up on the 76ers. Sixers. Uh, Sixty-three percent of the handle. The total. They're leaning towards the overall. In ten seconds here, I'm gonna reset. I want to get your thoughts on uh, on that game. Uh, we've got some NFL news to come as well, right here on the Lombardi Line. And we do welcome you in. Hope you're having a great Friday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Veasan Studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi hanging out in Jersey. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM Veasan, the sports betting network. Um, I I do have a question for you as far as the Washington football team. So last year, Rivera said, I didn't handle this correctly because essentially he anointed Haskins as the starter. So there wasn't an open competition this year. They pay Fitzpatrick 10 mil. Now they did give Heineke a legit backup stipend. They gave him a legit uh, contract for a backup quarterback, but he's saying it's going to be open. If I'm a better, do I believe Rivera or am I betting on Fitzpatrick as the starter? 
I would bet Fitzpatrick the starter. However, I think if Fitzy doesn't play well early, if he shows a lack of arm strength or he shows a lack of really being crisp with the first-team offense and they feel like Haneke can do, Hanky can do it, then I think there certainly could be a change. I think what he's saying why it's open is because he doesn't just want to anoint Fitzpatrick because there's a lot of doubt about Fitzy. I mean, let's face it. He's had moments of greatness. He's had moments of, wow, where, where did that happen? So, and he's got to keep it engaged. And Kyle Allen's the perfect guy to have as the third stringer. He's got to keep Taylor really engaged in the conversation and see what they can do offensively. This is going to be, their defense is good. Their defense is good enough. And if Fitzy can protect the football and not give it away, then I think he'll, he'll stay the starter. Do you believe in him? Here's, I mean, what, I here's why I ask you. Let me interrupt you for a second because I love the over on Washington football team. I got it at BetMGM set at 8 right now. It is juiced to 141. I love this team on the overs. Second-ranked defense last year. They've added pieces offensively. I'm concerned about Fitzpatrick, so you have to lead the way. I think you got to be concerned a little bit about COVID, too. Like, some of their guys don't want to get – you know, I think we have to weigh that into our betting. What happens during the fall when the weather turns a little bit and, and it gets cold outside? And these guys think they can go through without having to get vaccinated, which is their right, their choice. I'm not judging anyone here. But it, this could affect some teams. I mean, it could affect some teams. I mean, we haven't seen the COVID effect. And we might. But I'm with you on surface, on paper. If Hanky comes in here and does exact, excuse me, if Fitzy does exactly what he needs to do, make plays down the field, he doesn't have to be pristine and precise. All he needs to be is effective. Throw the ball down the field. Don't turn this thing over. Play field position. Win the games. And what Ron said about I didn't give it a fair chance to compete, last year we had no preseason games. We had limited training camp. He agreed to the job. He agreed to the job. And part of the agreement to giving them all the authority was just let Haskins have a chance. That's all he agreed to. So he had to fulfill that agreement. You're going to give Haskins it. Once Haskins proved he couldn't, the owner bailed away. Everything changed. So I think there'll be an open competition. I think Fitzpatrick wins it. I just I think Samuel's going to be huge. The Jamin Davis, they love the rookie. He's going to start in the middle on defense. The defense, they can only get better. Chase Young had seven and a half sacks last year. If he had 14 this year, we wouldn't be blown away. Sweat, who's a little confused about vaccines, but he is he is a good edge on the other side. They added to the secondary. And Rivera gets slept on a little bit as a coach. Look, they're 260 in division, Michael. You know, my again, they're gonna run it back with Dallas being the favorite in division. And Washington slowly kind of just under the under the radar here. And if I said to you they didn't go over it because their offensive line didn't play well. Now, they signed Leno from the Bears to play left tackle. That needed to do that. You know, they let Morgan Moses go. He obviously thought he was going to get a better deal out there on the street. It hasn't happened yet. So the, the, the Achilles heel to their football team is the question marks at quarterback. You know, yesterday we talked about it. John Robinson, the general manager of the, of the Tennessee Titans, lives in a world of ifs. If this happens, if this happens, if this happens, we're going to be a good team. Well, the few ifs on Washington's team are if their offensive line holds up. That's an if. And if Fitzy can protect the football. There's just really only two ifs. Everything else they pretty much take care of. 
By the way, they close, I believe it's, yeah, they close with five division games. That is going to be a wild. Most of the NFC East They do. That. Yeah, I know. NFC, it's a weird, it's a scheduling know, anomaly. It's a weird schedule. I mean, when the Eagles get back, I think it's in week 11 from their Denver trip, they never have to get on an airplane again. I mean, I they take tr- buses up to New York, take a train to Washington. I mean, it's a pretty good schedule for them. There's some juice with this Washington football team. Again, I it should be. I mean, look, if if you play three ga- three levels of the team, offense, defense, and the kicking game, they're going to win. They're going to win most of the time with the defense. Yes. If their kicking game is sound, they can win that. They're going to win two of the three phases. And if Fitz doesn't turn the ball over and they don't do something stupid, I think they're a little lighter backup running back. Now, they signed Lamar Miller. Does he have any juice left in the tank? I don't know. You know, J.D. McKissick is really a nickelback that kind of is a good nickelback, not an elite nickelback. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, I mean, Logan Thomas, the kid that was the quarterback at Virginia Tech for years, and he got drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. He played well. Quarterback. Played well at tight end last Third year, round. didn't he? Yeah, he did. I mean, look, I, we, I was in a room with him. He sat there across from where I was at the Patriots. I'm like, you need to play tight end. And he looked at me like I had just committed, like I just insulted his entire family. Oh I'm wow! Like, you, this, you, you saw you, that, huh? That's interesting. Oh, he was an all, he was an all-state tight end in high school. He's a good quarterback he in Virginia like, Tech, mi- but I he you, was, you nailed it. It was it was, there was no chance he was going to play quarterback in the NFL, at least in my mind. No, you nailed you it. You know, and now he it it took some time for him to learn how to play tight end, get tougher. Going to have to take some toughness to play tight end, but I mean he's improved. He really has. So that they're not devoid of talent. I mean, like you said, Samuels. They get this kid Kelvin Harmon back, who they drafted in the sixth round from Rutgers, who's a good big physical receiver to go along with McLaurin. I think they have a chance. And this Brown kid that they drafted in the third round has got a lot of excitement in terms of being able to make plays down the field. So then you look at the schedule. You know, you could play the Chargers. You got the Giants early in the season. Why not play them early? Saquon Barkley might not be playing at that game. You, got, you know, you got to go the Bills, got to go the Falcons. That's not easy, but you open with two home games. Get off to a good start and start at home. What makes me feel good about Washington in that over eight is Washington – played Tampa in the postseason better than Green Bay, better than Kansas City. They were in that game. They were in that game with Heineken. Better than anybody. And the defense played better great. Better than anyone. The against against did. Brady. I mean, yeah. they're, look, they're hard, to, they're hard to play. They got pressure on Brady. They, here's, where you, here's how you get good on defense. When you can rush four and affect the quarterback. When you can rush four down linemen and you can hit the quarterback, not just rush for and get sacks. I mean rush for and get pressure. Then all of a sudden the ball has to come out early. And and what what else happens is you have one guy or two of your front four that are going to have to be blocked, that have to get doubled. So that leaves a lot of guys, two guys on an island. And if guys can beat single blocks, then you've got a chance. I need you to just, okay, you are sitting down. So let's make sure you're sitting down. The, I just want you to know that Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, it's all good. Nothing happened. Nothing to see here. He didn't give four teams he would like to be traded to. It's all good. Move they're, along. They're, move, move along. Move along. Uh, can I take We all see it, Patrick. He, we all see it. He basically said, we're good. We just want to win in the postseason again. And it's a team, obviously. They went back-to-back Super Bowls in 13 and 14. Since then, they're 3 and 5 in the postseason. They haven't gotten past the division round, but he's Russell Wilson again, didn't request a trade. There's nothing to see here. Move along. Do I believe him? I, I do. I mean, I, I think a lot of it was hot air early. I mean, it was, look, we're in the hot air business. 
I mean, you know, a lot of people talk and say things. I mean, this is why you there's nothing ever etched in stone. Like, I'll never play for that team again. Well, okay, you're playing for them. You know, the five teams you requested, you're back in Seattle. I, I think sometimes we make too big of a story out of some of these non-stories. Where yeah. was he going to go? Who was going to trade for him? The, I mean, Bears, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Raiders, and Saints but were the four who, on his list. Who's going to play quarterback for Seattle? Valid question. Who are you getting back? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it's always easy to say, yeah, let's trade him. I mean, that's why I've always said all along that the Raiders at least have a destination spot for Aaron Rodgers because they could give Derek Carr back. And Derek Carr's a good player. I mean, he's not, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's a good player. Yeah, that's a precipitous drop that's expected. Uh, we can go ahead and throw it up there. They were 12-5 and five last year, 16-game season. We switch, obviously. Got to keep reminding you. 17-game regular season, 9.5. Big-time juice on the over, so it looks like it's headed to 10 for Seattle as far as season win totals. Uh, the division's going to be nuts. You know San Francisco's going to be better, Michael. is going to be better. They're going to be more effective at quarterback. Uh, in division, the Seahawks are plus 280. You know, but I think what we're we're missing here is a little bit of the Seattle home field advantage, which they didn't have last year. They did not have it. They were not a good home team last year. They were a better road team than they were a home team. And I think that playing at home, I think Seattle is one of the few places in the NFL that genuinely you get a unique home field advantage. You know, you got to go to the Colts. Look, the Colts are going to get a home field advantage, too. They're a hard team to play. You know, with that crowd noise in Indianapolis and, and the Dome, they become much uh, more challenging to play because of the crowd noise. I think Seattle's the same way. I like the over here at nine and a half. I think they can do that. I think Pete's teams traditionally have always gotten better as the season have got, has gone on. They must improve defensively. They've got to improve their offensive line. We know these two things. But they do have a legitimate quarterback, a guy that, you know, midway through the season, we just wanted Russ to cook, and he got beat up. And he needs to take the burden of responsibility off him at times. And I think... Pete did a really interesting thing. You know, he made the move with Brian Schottenheimer to change, and he's going with, uh, once again, he's going with Sean McVay's offense, which is really a lot of play action, which I think will make Russell even more effective if they can actually, th if they can run the football, which they typically want to do. You know, when, I, when Pete starts talking about, I want to run the ball, I always say, you know, that's not how you win in the league. You got to throw the ball to win. But what, what it does allow you to do is it helps the offensive line it also keeps them off balance a little bit. Plus, it helps the quarterback see down the field and throw the football effectively. The key for Seattle is going to be, does Gabe Jackson help them at right guard? Can Brandon Shell play effective at right tackle? And is Dwayne Brown good enough to play at left tackle? Can he continue to hold up? I think they've got enough weapons to be really effective. New offense there in Seattle. I like a motivated Russell Wilson. You know, there's, I, I, don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with him being a little upset in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, look, they all everybody gets over it. I mean, grow up. I mean, here's the problem is where are they on defense? You know, where are they on defense? I mean, they're not as good as they've been on defense. I mean, you can't, no. you know, they had a time where their defensive front was dominant. I mean, you know, one of their best players is now playing for the Chiefs, Jarrett Reed. I mean, he was really good. He didn't play well last year. They got really disappointed with him. They cut him. He was making too much money. You know, they got the Ford kid in there who's about 5'11". He's hard to block. They got Al Woods, who they signed. I mean, they really don't have the defensive lineman. They got Kerry Hyder, who they signed from San Francisco this year. Daryl Taylor, a second-round pick in 20. 
I mean, they really are going to struggle. They, you know, they remember they signed Alden Smith this, to help their pass rush. They got Carlos Dunlap, both guys over 30 to help their pass rush. You know, remember the first round pick Nachemi from uh, from Mississippi, the kid uh, from the Arizona Cardinals took. He's there trying to research his career. They're not as good in the front, and that's been their biggest issue. Their defensive front can't dominate. Man, you must be in a good mood because you just nailed a hard name. That was a hard name that you nailed there. New well, you know, sometimes it rolls off. I can't, don't ask me to do it again. I mean, I'm like the girl that does the dismount in the Olympics. You know, the gymnastics. Yeah, I can probably only do it once. So don't ask me to do it twice. We could, we could. Yeah, I, I can't nail the landing all the time. You know, we, we, we could just stay, keep moving on. We could stay in division. I, I love this. The Kyler Murray thing is not, not really much of anything, but of course, number one overall. What's he pick. saying now? He was a top ten pick by the A's. So he he keeps on reminding the Cardinals and others. He says, "Listen, I'm just expert." What is it? Extemporaneously speaking about this, but I could, I'd love to go back and play baseball. To me, that's just him creating leverage. It's like, don't franchise tag me because if you franchise me, I'll go play baseball and make more money than I would playing quarterback anyway. How good is he at baseball, Patrick? I mean, that's top the 10 thing pick. I, I mean, you know, it, well, I mean, look, so was Marvin Bagley. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think obviously the talent is there. I don't know a ton about his baseball acumen, but, uh, I think it's a good leverage. It's a good chip for him to keep in his back pocket to use as a threat during uh, contractual times, right? Yeah, no, he's got to. I mean, if you're the general manager of the card, if you're Steve Kime, you're sitting there saying, look, he's going to play this card every time. It's so obvious. He's just going to throw it down. And if I'm Steve Kime, I'm talking to as many baseball people as I possibly can (laughs) to figure out how good he is in baseball. You know, because if I have to call his – I mean, what am I competing with here? You know, and if I were Steve Kime, I would draft a quarterback. I would draft a quarterback because I have to get, you know, unless I get he's committed to playing for me, I can't be, I can't have this gun to my head every single year. You know, I, I mean, I can't go to Colt McCoy and say, don't worry, Kyler, I got Colt McCoy here. All's good, right? No worries. <laughs> yeah, right. He's going to, that bluff isn't going to work. Weird. I think you can if you have somebody. So I think you got to draft somebody. I think he's got to draft somebody. Now, I think year three, he's got to draft somebody because he doesn't know. Weird with that team. I don't love just adding big price vets. You're not going to plug holes they with do vets. It. I think they feel like that. I think they think they get compensatory picks for if they sign guys <laughs> at the end of their career and they're going to get ready to go in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, I think they, I think they love that. I think they love signing old guys that are get, Hall of Famers at the end of Emmett Smith, AJ Green. Now maybe AJ Green will have a resurgence in his life. Maybe he'll find the juice. He'll find the fountain of youth. You know, uh, but based on what he did last year, it wasn't there. Now he could be hurt, and that's what we don't know. He could be hurt. You know, and so you got to let him a chance. We'll see if they have any. I, do they have enough depth at corner? Chandler Jones' situation is brewing, too. You know, he wants a new contract. He's over 30. You've got J.J. Watt. They just paid a ton of money to him. He saw that. So you've got some issues you've got to handle. I mean, their five best players on defense all are over 30 years old. Well, listen, I told you uh, Berman was hanging out with Michael at the office, and we actually found a picture of the two. Uh, apparently, that's me hanging out with Michael. Look, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. All right. Michael, the cool, I, definitely I the cooler it. one with that baby blue tee. No, look no, at you no, all white. No. Must be I, before Labor I, Day. I, yeah. 
And, obviously, me in white, yeah, that always goes well. Yeah, I, You know what? If I wear white, some little kid comes up and says, I want the Captain Crunch bar. That's what happens if I wear white. Great job. I think it's Carito. That is the Lombardi line, Miami Vice. Now, roll up those sleeves. We're coming back. Jameis Winston, is he a week one starter? We'll get Michael's take. It's the Lombardi line. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.
Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Tease you just a little bit. You're going to have to hold off on Michael's take for four more minutes on the 76ers coming up tonight. Just like that 17-game season, it's going to take a little bit to adjust. So is when you watch the Saints. Drew Brees ain't going to be there. However, James Winston is there. They drafted Ian Book. Trevor Simeon's there. Of course, Taysom Hill is there. Doubt or no doubt, Jameis Winston will be the Saints week one starter. Uh, I'm going to doubt that. I, I'm going to doubt that. I just don't. I'm not sure of that. I'm not 100% sure of that. I think if he turns this ball over and he does things that makes Sean Payton uncomfortable, then I think it could be Taysom Hill. Look, we've seen Taysom Hill. And, you know, he's not just a role player. He could throw the football. And so he's hard to defend. I, I have a feeling Winston wins the job but I'm not sold on it to bet on it or to recommend anybody else bet on it. That's very interesting. There's Winston minus 250 week one under center for the Saints. Taysom Hills plus 175 book uh, a big time dog there at 33 to one. But I like that. I like your angle here. And, you know, they're set at nine. This is a weird team in transition, right? The Saints are in a, in a precarious place. I, they may have cleaned up their cap, but they were in cap hell. They're starting over with a new quarterback. It's just very interesting right now with New Orleans. We, we expect them to be great in the total set at nine. You know, we know what they're going to be. But look, there are so many plays in a game that, you know, when Drew Brees is playing, he makes that play and the chains move or the con- things continue. And are, are they going to get that kind of production out of their quarterback? And where are they? You know, look, they, where are they on defense? I mean, Kamara's great. You know, Kamara's yes. great. He can carry them. Can he stay healthy? You know, and defensively, can they get what they need out of Marcus Davenport? Can they get what they need out of Peyton Turner, a kid they drafted in the first round? You know, they lost the Hendrickson kid last year. It took a while uh, for him to really develop into a good player. But once he did, he gave him a lot of sacks last year. And, you know, their corner situation, are they going to be able to hold up a corner if their pass rush doesn't come there? So a lot of moving parts. I think this is an if team. And I and I have faith in Sean Payton. I think he'll coach well. He'll coach the quarterback well, which I think is critical. And they'll run the ball. They'll be balanced. He won't be in shotgun every single play, trying to run RPOs. He'll have a way of doing things and make the quarterback have some easy throws to make him look better. I like this one. Good, but good job by JJ. All three California teams will make the playoffs: the Rams, the 49ers. The Chargers, doubt or no doubt, those three make the postseason. Uh, I don't doubt that. I think that's a good call. I, I do think Brandon Stokely has the challenge of him to become a head coach, but by just changing what they do defensively, giving them some diversity in their account, giving them some ability to not always predict to be what up front they're in, what coverage they're in, move people around, I think their defense will play better. They've got some talented players on defense. But under Gus Bradley, they were in one front, one coverage. Everybody knew it. They were easy to play. And if you had to block them, you know, they could be really disruptive. But I think this gives them an advantage. And I think Justin Herbert's great. And I think as long as they have that quarterback and they've improved that offensive line, I do think they have a chance to be a playoff team. They're getting healthy. You know, it's it's interesting with the two two of those teams that we just mentioned, the 49ers and the Chargers, they have something in common. They're both getting healthy coming into the season. They were both banged up last year, especially the, yeah, 49ers. Can the 49ers. Can they stay healthy? That's a good question. I mean, 
I mean, he canceled training camp the other day, uh, to OTA days. He said he was going to go eight. He only went seven. I understand that. Look, that happens, right? But can they stay healthy? Can Garoppolo stay healthy? He's yet to prove that he can do that other than the Super Bowl season. You know, they've got to stay healthy. Bosa, their front's got to stay healthy. I think DeMarco Ryans is, a, is an interesting guy. I think he's going to take over for Robert Salai and change what they do. And I think by being diversified in his portfolio of defense, I think it's going to make a huge difference to the San Francisco defense. I think losing Salai, most people would think, oh, that's a huge loss. I don't. I don't. I think that, you know, it's going to lose a lot of airtime on television. You're going to lose a lot of, yeah. you know, going down there and getting the, the, the excitement. But I think they needed more diversity on their defensive side. I think they needed to be less predictable. And when they had the talent, they were great. When they didn't have the talent, they weren't the same team. So I think DeMarco Ryans could be a really interesting coach to watch this year. Plus, it appears Salah moved to New York not to coach the Jets, but to go to the get good tickets for the Knicks and the Islanders. That man goes to more. Has he been at games? Oh, has he been at games? He got a police escort to go to the Knicks game. He hasn't even won a game. Literally, I swear to you, shut down the streets like he's the Pope. Shipped him right to Madison Square. By the way, when he got there, it was raining. They had umbrellas waiting for him. My man's never even. Man genius won more. That's your boy, Salah. I I know it's your boy. We're coming back. 76ers and Michael next here at Lombardi Line and Josh. NHL NBA playoffs are here. Our experts are covering everything for you, getting the betting edges. NBA NHL playoffs, expert insights to find the best bets on the board. Daily members only email best bets. It's it's worth signing up for that, I can tell you. Odds analysis for every game at vcin.com. You can start your free trial today, 10-day free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, Michael Lombardi is here. It's Lombardi line. We're calling it Lombardi vice today as we welcome you in on a Friday. <laughs> is Berman still hanging there? There it is. I just, oh, I yeah. love yeah. how, how much work did I put into my suit? There's I'm throwing a button party. Oh, there you go. Look at that. That's awesome. You yeah. look sweet look there, I mean, man. All white. Yeah, I like it. If I could get to that weight, I would be really happy. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Don Johnson. Um, again, uh, we had, your buddy on earlier, Josh Applebaum, of course, market insights, beeson.com slash podcast, who is yeah, taking, here he's back, taking the reins yesterday. I had that a hill figure <laughs> on my goodness, all blue on blue. Uh, yeah. Josh, how you doing? Welcome. Patrick, I'm doing great. And Michael, do you remember when Barack Obama wore that tan suit one day and like the internet exploded, people went nuts. This is like you looking sharp in your tan suit. So it, I love that is, it it's exactly good. what it is. He is. He's the Barack Obama <laughs> yeah, of right. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly, That's right. Yeah, there you go. Exactly what he is. All right. All right. No so politics. Let me say, let me, let me predict. Where's my man, Josh? Yeah, let, what do you think? Going? Walk us through your thought process of his thought process. In, in this game. I get my crystal ball out. Let's see. There's a line opened at one, and it's moving to one. and a, It went to one and a half. You know he's betting down. the 76ers. Now it's going back, and the, the steam is back on the Sixers. The ticket count's a little too even. He doesn't really like it, but I'm leaning. <laughs> you know, the book probably needs the the, the the Hawks to win. I say it goes Hawks. Okay. 
he's he sent me a prop. That might mean he's going to avoid it. Josh, is Michael right? <laughs> uh, Michael is right. So, Michael, you are right. I, I'm a Hawks backer today, and I'll tell you why. Number one, uh, even though some books open at one, most books actually open two if you look a little deeper. A lot of those minus twos with a 76ers opener got down to one, and about an hour ago was at one. Now, you did see some buyback on the Sixers. It just got back to one and a half. But to me, kind of it's just one of those classic situations of, hey, the 76ers are the popular play. They absolutely rolled in game two, huge bounce back spot. Remember, they covered that six and a half and they had late movement. They were like, you know, five up to six and a half, covered that number pretty easily at home. Now, I think the public says Sixers are the better team. You know, the updated odds here, guys, tied one to one. Philadelphia is a minus 250 favorite to win this series. Hawks plus 200 to come back and win. What I like is the fact that a lot of these books open minus two with, with the Sixers. Got down to one and a half, one. It's now back to one and a half. All liability seems to be uh, on this Hawks side. And again, you're getting a one and a half. I want to know if we see it get back to two. But uh, to me, this would be a, another hazmat play. Michael, Michael, you missed the beginning. I'm very bitter over my minus three and a half last night with the Bucks. But uh, oh, we're not, we're not even going to go there. You should be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you got the under there, my you man. So uh, great, great call by you. Didn't have to sweat that but one. But here's what I would say. I don't know where you're seeing. I can't find this. There's all the monies because the money that I see on our board, 52% of the money of the tickets, the money is 52% Philly, 48% Atlanta. It seems to be you're getting money on both sides in this game. That's why I think this is a hard one for you to take the choice of because it's really even betting. I, I don't think it's a line freeze. I think it's kind of even betting. I'm surprised that, you know, I would have thought this line would have shifted towards Atlanta because they're playing home and a lot of people feel like, you know, but when you break this series down, you know, they've played eight quarters. Philly's really dominated six of the eight, right? They played pretty well six of the eight. Atlanta, you know, the first half, the first game, they they dominated the first half. But since then, Philly has really been in control the way Embiid plays. Simmons on Trey Young. They're going to have to rely on some other players. To me, if you take Atlanta today, you're saying to me, and I can understand you saying this as a 76er fan, the Sixers don't have enough mental toughness, enough physical toughness to win a war. This is going to be a battle tonight, and they're just not going to be able to handle that. Or you're going to tell me Simmons got in foul trouble early on Trey Young, and that created a lot of problems for their defensive sets. If you hear an alarm in the background, that's not a fire alarm. You can hear it, guys. Nobody's clearing out of the casino. So just to warn you, if you do hear something, we got a hopefully a false alarm going on. I think it's the steam alarm that's actually going off in the yes. background. Uh, can you throw, Michael, your prop today uh, in that 76ers matchup and see what he thinks of it? Yeah, so I'm not a huge prop better, guys. You know, I focus on, you know, really the conventional betting market. That's where the most action and attention is. That's where I want to devote a lot of my time and energy. But, Michael, there's one prop that I've been cashing two games in a row. I'm going back to the well tonight. It's Seth Curry over points. So, Seth Curry, uh, his over-under points is 14 and a half. You've seen him drop 21 points in game one, 21 points in game two. My angle here is just, you know, when you're playing the Sixers, you got to match up on the big three. Again, your attention is uh, really, you know, Embiid, Simmons, and Tobias Harris. And I just, the way I've been watching these games, Curry's a guy who kind of lurks at the three-point line, you know, drops a lot of threes for you, can also drive to the bucket, makes his free throws. So I'm looking at the over 14 and a half points, Michael. What do you think? My, my Sixers whisper, do you agree with that? 
Well, he's averaged 21 points uh, a game. He's shooting 15 for 25, 10 for 15 from three-point range. You know, so he's really played really well. And he's always been the guy that you can't really defend. He's the perfect complement. I mean, it's it was really the perfect piece. Think about it. Daryl Morey trades, you know, he trades Jason Richardson, who really doesn't play much for the Mavericks, for Steph Curry. He gives him a perfect guy. And I think Curry does more than just stand in the corner and shoot threes. He penetrates. He gets to the rim. He can finish when he gets there. He's kind of knacky. You know, so uh, I do like that. I think he's a huge part of what they do, and he's somewhat of a liability on defense. But once again, Simmons kind of kind of makes up for it. Their whole team does make up for it. And I think the over would be in play here because the Sixers in the last five games, they're five and one following a win on the over. And I think overs are really what they what, what you see could happen. But I do like your Seth Curry prop. Speaking of props, John Ewing over at BetMGM, here are the three most popular props, 76ers, Hawks tonight. Gallinari under 18 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So those three combined. Trey Young over 27 and a half points. Trey Young to record a triple double. Those are the three. Is there one that stands out to you? How about Trey Young over 27 and a half here, Michael? I think if, if he gets over 27 and a half, it's because we got a couple ticky t- fouls called on 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 Simmons early that that to me is always the challenge I think we saw that you know before when they had to take Simmons off of Trey Young and go back to Danny Green or go to Thibault you know then it becomes a little bit of a problem but you get some ticky tacky fouls on Simmons all of a sudden it just really helps Trey Young and it puts Simmons on the bench and that's what the Sixers have to avoid that's my biggest concern going into the game okay I want to get you guys pinned down on a play on the total as well that over under sitting at 224 and a half we'll come back with that also Suns Nuggets game three right now the Nuggets are laying a point and a half plus I think I see a catcher's mitt Mr. Baseball might be in the house Josh Applebaum as well with some baseball plays he's coming there he is Johnny Bench in the house we continue Lombardi line presented by BetMGM it's Visa and the Sports Betting Network What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Lombardi Line as we welcome you back. Hope you're having a great Friday. My name is Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Euro 2020, discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbook. Remember, a dollar wins you 100. Any team scores a goal, you bet on the match, you win 100 bucks, paid for in free bets. It's right there, bonus code VEASAN100. Visit BetMGM.com for more information. Download the BetMGM app. It's simple. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, Tennessee, caller text red line 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Okay, we got a hot show going on, as you can tell with the alarm going off in the background. We welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. Josh Applebaum is here as well, fellas. We haven't talked about the nightcap today on the wood, so let's do it. Suns Nuggets, right now, Michael, I'll start with you. It really hasn't moved. Open one and a half, sitting one and a half. Our buddy, Mr. Ewing, over at BetMGM. The tickets being written, 61% of the tickets being written up on the Suns and 70% on the over. Yet we've seen that number pretty much freeze up. Who you got here? Nuggets? I'm going to lean. You know, I really, I think the Suns are the much better team. I think this will be a closer game. I'm worried about the altitude, Patrick. I really am. I think that, you know, for the domination of the Suns that they had in the third quarter in the last two games, and then in the fourth quarter, I just think to me, this is Custard's last stand. I mean, the Nuggets with the handling this, playing against that, 
I don't think they have enough talent to win this, but I think they can eke out a game. I'm going to lean towards the Nuggets here uh, and just and don't feel good about it, but I would take the Nuggets. Did I hear you saying that you were leaning towards the under? By the way, the under is 9-4-1 in Phoenix last 14 games as an underdog. It's Phoenix is a good defensive team is what I'm saying. They really are, and they do a really good job on Denver. I mean, they do a good job. I do like the under 223. Okay. Josh Applebaum? I'm with Michael on this one. Patrick, when you were setting up this game, one key piece of information that you mentioned is this line hasn't moved. Now, theoretically, a line doesn't move if the, if the action is split. However, it's not moving, and that's important. That's a good sign for the Nuggets because the Suns are the popular play. So you would think if the majority of bets are on the Suns in this one, opens one and a half, down to one, you know, maybe a pick them, that sort of thing. But the fact that it stayed where it's at, to me, is a classic line freeze opportunity. Uh, you're also looking at uh, favorites off a blowout. Historically, if you lose by 10 or more, you come back the next game, you cover 57% of the time over the last decade. And this is kind of just a, that classic 0-2 spot, Michael, where you're down 0-2, you come home, it's desperation. Um, Patrick and I talked about the fact earlier that the first quarter line is the same as the full game line. That's kind of fishy. Usually it's a little bit lower. So I'm going to buy low on Jokic here. And then, Michael, in your experience, when a coach calls out his team, says they quit, says they're soft, that can go one of two ways. How do you think the Nuggets will handle this uh, tonight? You know, I think because they're playing home, it'll go well. But I think if it doesn't, if it if it doesn't, he's got nothing left in his arsenal. He doesn't have anything left. You can't you can't beat that trick. You can't beat that drum too too many times. You just can't. You know, and, and at some point he has to assume responsibility because when you're outscored as much as you have been in the first half, uh, in the in the third quarter, coming out at the second half, where's your adjustments? You know, where are you? Is it all just effort? I don't think it is. I don't think it's all just effort. I don't think it's all just, hey, we're not a tough team. Actually, toughness is something a coach teaches. Toughness is something you instill in your team. So when you're taking shots at your team for not being tough, it means you're not teaching toughness. You're not demonstrating how they can be tougher. So it's really a shot at you. I don't think yeah. it really works. Yeah, that's a good point. And by the way, the, the three most bet props in this game, uh, the Suns head to Denver. Paul over nine and a half. This is bet MGM. Paul over nine and a half dimes, which, what do you have, 15, 16? I mean, he's crazy in game two. Michael Porter Jr. under 18 and a half is an interesting one, Michael, because, like, he is so hot and cold, but he is dealing with back issues. So that 18 and a half on Porter Jr., uh, the betters are going under at BetMGM. Yeah, you know, I, I think Porter's back's bothered him, but I also think hidden behind his back, no pun intended, is the fact that he doesn't put the ball on the floor. Yeah. That everything he does is stationary jump shots. And I think as you get further in the playoffs, you get declared what you are as a player. It was Sixers bench the other night was horrendous for three quarters until Shake Milton made a shot. You know, they they have to do something. You know, Michael Porter's gonna have to play left-handed if you will, to demonstrate that he can still. No one, everybody knows he's a great shooter. He's a great shooter. The way he played the first quarter against Portland, my Lord, he's a great shooter. But when you force him to play outside his comfort zone, is he great? Can he play defense? Is he tough enough? I mean, you know, you talk about toughness on your team. This is the kind of team you wanted. This is who you are. And I think that sometimes that becomes the problem. So 
I, I'm really making my pick solely on I don't think the Suns can dominate the second half as they've done in Phoenix because I do think the altitude will be an issue tonight. Josh, do you have a lean on that total? Uh, we'll, we'll switch over to baseball here, but do you have a lean on that total uh, in Denver where, again, I think Michael brings up a great point with the uh, altitude, but 223 and a half. Yeah, Patrick, I'm with you. I lean a little bit here to the under. You know, one thing we have seen uh, going into this second round is unders are kind of making a uh, come back here. We saw overs do great in the first round. Unders are now six and three in round two. Uh, also, that altitude, could that play a factor here? I think Michael hit the nail on the head with that one. It's kind of stayed where it's at, Patrick. 223, you know, at some shops, it was 223 down to 222 and a half. So it's kind of staying right uh, exactly on that number. My only hesitation here, guys, uh, is if you look at the refs tonight, it's not a Scott Foster night, but Capers, Wright, and Ben Taylor are all pretty profitable here to the over. So that's something to keep in mind. But um, I'm with you, Patrick. Lean under. Those refs just scare me a little bit. Okay, fellas. A ton of baseball. We'll get Mr. Baseball's play up here in a second. Start with you, Josh, on Baltimore and Tampa Bay. I All I have to do is look at this extreme line movement to know which way Josh is going. He's going to back Tampa Bay and Yarbrough. That opened 147. It's all the way up to 170. Now, if you're betting them, you're certainly not getting the best of it, but that's a drastic mo- line movement there. Yeah, you're right, Patrick. I'm looking at the Rays in this one. You know, I don't like betting uh, on divisional favorites. I'm much more of a divisional dog type guy. But I think you got a lot of planets aligning here with the Rays. So number one, talk about that line movement. Big money has come in on Tampa, minus 147 up to minus 170. We've seen these big steam moves, 15 cents or more uh, on a home favorite, do pretty well so far this season. You're also a favorite with a low total. Uh, this one actually dropped a little bit, eight down to seven and a half typically in in domes or closed roof stadiums. Uh, That's a benefit to the under perfect conditions for the pitcher, the fielders, the ball doesn't travel. But this is also a play on on two lefties going head to head guys, uh, Aiken against Yarborough. And we look at Baltimore eight and 13 against lefties. They're, you know, they're minus against both lefties and righties, but Tampa Bay mashes lefties 15 and nine, one of the best teams against lefties. So you're not getting the best of it, Patrick. You are right. But I like that move toward Tampa Bay. Okay, Mr. Yeah, I like the I like the under here a little bit, but then it, I liked it when it was at eight, and then it went up to seven and a half. Now down, down, so it took me out of that game. So, well, you're not out of it altogether. Let's go, Mr. Baseball. You're looking at the board this morning at three a.m. What'd you find? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the Houston. I like Houston Oilers. Oh my gosh, my I like the Houston my, Oilers Houston. too. Shut to Curtis Duncan. I did. <laughs> I mean, we're oh yeah. You know, we're playing the Minnesota Twins. You know, with the you know they had playoff expectations, and now they're in dead last in the in the American League Central. I think the Astros. We know they've had plenty of injuries to their pitching staff, but I think these new young pitchers that they have have been able to get the job done. And Jose Urquidy, I hope nice. I said that right, Patrick. Nailed it. You know, I'm I'm on a roll. You it, are. You know, he's only 22. He's pitched tremendously. I like him. I think I think the Astros. I'm going to take the Astros today to beat the Twins. Okay. All I have to do is look at the line movement to know that Josh doesn't like your play, and that bothers me because I hate when you two are opposing. Uh, but Josh, I would imagine you're on Minnesota. So this would be a layoff for me. <laughs> I, I, it's minus 150. Kind of really hasn't moved at all. It's just tough on a favorite laying that number on the road. But Michael, your saving grace here would be. You're going up against Shoemaker, two, uh, two and seven, 7.28 ERA. And guys, Terrible. let me throw this at you real quick. I was watching Castaway the other night. You remember the first thing that Tom Hanks said when he when he got back from the from the island? What's that? He said the Oilers are now 
the the Tennessee Titans? Like, what happened there? So that just came to mind. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were. Wow, look at you on a random weekend night watching a little catch with what is it? The Spalding ball? And still handicapping oh, games. Yeah, it's amazing. He must have eight TVs in that apartment. Yeah, he must be amazing. Nobody, oh, yes. nobody works harder. Uh, you got in a couple more baseball plays before we get out of here, Josh? I do. So, Michael, you're going to be happy today. Chicago White Sox against a lefty day. Uh, they're going up um, uh, against a lefty who they've gone 15 and four against lefties. Cash last night. Patrick, I'm sorry. You're going up against your best friend, Scooble, there with Detroit. Thank you. Uh, but that would be a White Sox lefty system match. Uh, but, M- Michael, let me get your take on the Cleveland Indians here. They're at home against Seattle. A uh, bit of a, a popular play, which I don't love, but uh, looks like some big money on, on uh, the Cleveland Indians here. This is uh, Savali against Dunn. The Cleveland Indians went from around minus 145 all the way to minus 165. Great system match here would be a back-to-back team who just had to travel, Seattle, versus a rested team in a non-division game who's favored. That system this year is 17-8, and 8, 68%. So, Michael, what do you think? Would you sweat the tribe with me tonight? I, you know, I think that the Mariners, you know, to keep it close and get a win, the best thing they can do is they got to jump on Savali early in the game and, and, and make him really struggle. I don't think if he gets a little bit of confidence early in this game, you know, uh, then I think he could really rally back. But Dunn, for the Mariners, I think he just has too much. He loses control of the game. And I think if the hitting heats up, I, li- I like this to go over the eight and a half. Well, it's already up to nine, so I can't play that. But I do. I, I think that that would be a good play, Josh. Okay, there you go, boys. We've got a big show coming up tomorrow. Now you got me thinking of the yeah, Houston. And, uh, you got now you got me thinking of the Houston Oilers. Man, go ahead. And my man Applebaum's on the Hawks tonight. I see, huh? Oh yeah, I'm with them and, on the Hawks tonight. Oh, I'm with. Oh, you are, Michael. I would okay, I'm surprised oh, by yeah, that. I would take the Hawks. I, I, I think to me, I don't. I think they're walking into a lion's den, and I'm not sure they're they're able to handle it. They're going to have to see it before they react to it. I think that's going to be a problem, and I really worry about Simmons getting in foul trouble tonight, which will then make make the game change. I do think the Sixers can get one win down there. I just don't think it's going to be this game. Michael's going to bet an odds boost. The Hawks win by 40 or more. Just to, just to couch. Yeah, I, might, I might do that, yeah. <laughs> do you have a th- oh, quickly, two, by 20. 224 and a half on the total, Michael. What do you got? I like the under. Okay, under. Josh I'm is going, going over. over. And by the way, it was Wilson, not Spalding. I screwed that up. Yeah, that's I no, I, I did it wrong. East Coast, West Coast beef on this game. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Lombardi line. Nuts next. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 
Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.